What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you are listening to Vanished in the Valley. We're going to cover a few things today. I definitely have some fucking rants we got to get through. Sorry, I know, but you're just going to have to fucking deal. The Gav Man has been on my last nerve. This motherfucker. Okay, so check this out, guys. So we have 60% of California businesses failed, gone, completely out of business forever, permanently. We have all of these restaurants that are supposed to be closed down, but this fucking guy has now been videoed or maybe, I don't know, just a picture at French Laundry and then some spot down in Fresno. And Fresno's in the purple and purple's supposedly like the most restricted tier. But this motherfucker can go there with, uh, I think it was like some comedian dude, George Lopez. I could be wrong. Some dude like that. Whatever. He said he didn't eat in there. But if you take a look right behind his dumb ass, there's like a table that's fully set. It looks like it had been used. So I'm going with, he's a big fat fucking liar. So I just found this out. So like I was just saying, you know, we're like desperately fucking hurting in California. People don't have money to pay rent. They're fucking getting evicted. And this guy, he fucking orders a $1 million transport van. It's like a Mercedes Sprinter. And it was decked out by some company. I think it's called Becker. A million dollars. This fool can find a million dollars for a transport van, which I think their tagline is something like, the jet of ground transport. Some bullshit like that. I put pictures of it up on the Instagram. It's fucking like these massage chairs. They lay flat out if you want. Each chair has like a laptop or a computer screen. Then there's the main big ass screen for everyone to watch towards the front of the van. So I'm just like, really, Gavman? A million dollars on this shit? You couldn't have found somehow cheaper, somewhere cheaper to do it, and you had to have it right now. This guy just like, he's lacking common fucking sense. Read the room, asshole. You're about to get recalled, and now you're pissing away a million dollars on some fucking van that A, you don't even need, B, doesn't need to be decked out, and C, doesn't need to be the jet of ground transport, you fucking twat. But anyway, we're going to get past the gab, man. I'm sure I'll fucking find my way back to this little bitch at some point. Anyway, I have a little update on the Kiana Davis story, and, um... Fuck, what was my knife pick of the week? I don't know. We may have a knife pick of the week, if I remember at the end. I fucking always forget. But I do have something simmering around in my mind. But uh, let's get to it. So check this out. on in, I know, Instagram. Fucking Instagram story, as per usual. So the tech lords fucking fact-checked my ass on a joke. A joke posting. It's like a scene. There's like kids sitting around a table in a classroom and one kid raises his hand. He says, America has 133 million registered voters. How could 159 million votes be cast? Then the teacher responds, that's not important. What's important is that you're racist. Okay, so it's just fucking making fun of Oregon and that dumbass shit where they're trying to say if you're good at math, it's racist, whatever that shit is. That's literally the whole point of this meme. And these motherfuckers, check this out, <laughs> partly false. So let me tell you about the part that's partly false. They're saying, according to USA Today, the post falsely claims there are only 133 million registered voters in the United States. 
And it goes on, let's see, we have PolitiFact. I guess they're another fact checker. They say, no, there weren't more votes than registered voters in 2020. Then fact checker, that's like their actual name, false. States did not have more votes registered. States did not have more votes than registered voters. It's like, are you fucking that thick? You're missing the point of this whole thing? Or are you just fucking with me? I kind of think it's just fucking with me because the guy that I stole this little fucking meme from, he didn't get fact-checked. But what I found a little peculiar was a bunch of my followers got fact-checked last night too. So did they just like unleash the Ministry of Truth on our asses last night? And apparently Twitter is like now going to start banning accounts that post, quote, misinformation on vaccinations. Well, it's like, what the fuck is misinformation on vaccinations? Everybody's changing their mind, you know, on a weekly basis. The who changes their fucking ideas on shit on a monthly basis, actually sometimes on a daily basis. We all have been knowing now for months that those PCR tests are not fucking accurate. And the who just adjusted or on their website and it basically made COVID cases go down 62% because all of those false positives that were happening. So, oh my God, I just, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't get it. And I think I've told you guys this before. My fucking work union on a weekly basis keeps trying to get me to go get that vaccination. And I shouldn't even be calling it a vaccination because it's not a vaccination in the true sense of the word. I'm not even going to fucking get into all that because I've broken down how ridiculous this shit is 27 times. But anyway, back to the Twitter thing. So check this whole little system out. So it's they're calling it a labeling system. <laughs> and you get strikes, okay? Check this out. For bans, users will have a warning on their first strike, a 12-hour account lock on their second, and another 12-hour lock on the third. After four, the account will be locked for seven days with a permanent suspension coming after five consecutive strikes. So, and they're just basically saying misinformation is what is going to get you these strikes, and specifically misinformation about these vaccines. Well, fuck, man. How, I mean, I get like there's going to be some fucking off-the-wall shit out there, sure. But the problem is everything about these vaccines are so murky People are going to be posting shit that probably will end up being true. You know, it, I got dinged for stuff they said was misinformation, but then, you know, months later they decided that, hey, that's actually how it was. So I don't know. Fucking Jack Dorsey's a fucking asshole and I don't like his beard. Like, what the fuck? Really? And your dumbass nose ring? He just, I don't know. I fucking want to hit him in the face. But I can't write that on Twitter because uh, my boy that follows me on uh, <laughs> on Instagram, I think he said he wanted to slap Joe Biden and he got a permanent ban for that. So don't talk about slapping celebrities on these fucking social media sites. They'll fuck you up. Okay, so what are we covering today, guys? How about, have you ever heard of stories of stairs randomly just placed in the middle of the forests? Like 20 miles out, I'm talking like there's no fucking houses around. There's no roads around. You're backpacking out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And there's a set of stairs. This seems to be a reoccurring theme with some 
I, I don't know. I guess they're kind of more the hardcore backpackers versus just like a day hiker because you got to be out in the forest. So we're going to talk about that for a minute. And then I think I have one more rant. I can't remember exactly right now what it is off the top of my head, but don't fucking worry. It will definitely come back to me. But yeah, let's get to the stairs. So 2019, a Reddit user posted up a story that at the time everybody thought was just kind of bullshit, but it actually kind of garnered a lot of attention. And from that one post, numerous testimonies were born. And if you go to Reddit, check it out. Just be prepared to deal with assholes because for some reason, Reddit attracts all the assholes in the world. And it doesn't even matter like what sub you go to. It's just people have a shitty fucking attitude. And watch out for the true crime section. Those bitches are like cut fucking throat. I don't even like dealing with it. I don't even post really or comment in true crime. I just go and read and see, you know, what crazy stories happening at the moment. It's like the worst little fucking catty like group what are those things called? Fucking. It's like the worst little just clicky fucking shitty attitude people. I don't know why the bad attitude happens on Reddit, but if you go there and post or comment, just be prepared to fucking have somebody talk shit to you for no reason. So anyway, after this little post in 2019, a bunch of other people started sharing their stories of running into stairs in the woods. Now, I'm sure you, there's some logical explanations for some of them. Maybe there was a house there at one point. But the weird thing about the stairs is they're always maintained. There's like no vegetation growing on them. There's not animal poop. The leaves seem to be brushed off of them. And word on the street is you are not supposed to walk on these stairs. You're supposed to avoid the stairs. Don't fucking walk on them. And there's no like... If you do, you're going to get chased by 17 demons. They just say, don't do it. So I can't tell you why. That's just what they tell you. <laughs> so the stairs come in different shapes, sizes. There's actually like a fucking list of like the 10 most famous ones found in the wood. I'll post that up. And if you guys are ever in Cambodia, Italy, the United States, Sweden, Germany, or the Philippines, you can go check them out. So... Some of the weird things about the stairs is they're like, they just like stick out in some cases, or in some cases you literally don't even see them until you're right on top of them. And sometimes they look modern, sometimes they're made of iron, and sometimes they're just wood. So I don't know what's going on with these staircases. Why are they fucking out 20 miles out in the middle of nowhere? Nobody seems to have any answers on it, but it's really fucking creepy to me for some reason. I've been thinking about stairs in the woods now for three days. <laughs> so I don't know. Let's, uh, let's get to this little story I have about stairs in the woods for you. So there's this guy. So he says when he was working as an infectious disease expert in the United States, this was back in the forties, shortly after the famous Roswell accident, there had been cases of mutilated animals. So during the six months of research in the area, many stairs were sighted that seemed to move at night. Where they had previously been, the area had been burned. How fucking creepy is that? There's also stories from outside of the United States. So let's take the Philippines. One man says he was fired from his job as a forester for being absent for several years while he was on reconnaissance. Well, no fucking shit. If you're gone from your job for several years, doesn't that just mean you quit? What the fuck? 
Anyway, he says he climbed stairs that he found in the thick of woods to escape a stray dog. In his opinion, only a few minutes had passed. When he went down again, in truth, five years had passed. Dun, dun, dun. So let's move on to Sweden. In Sweden, two young men found just solitary set of stairs. And they went against the advice and decided to climb it. One of them felt his shoulder being touched and turned, thinking it was his friend, but his friend was way too far away to actually have touched him. The touch, he says, was icy cold. It kind of just chilled him through his bone and made the hair on the back of his neck raise. Well, fuck yeah. If I'm in the middle of the forest and somebody touches my shoulder and my fucking friend is, you know, five feet away, I'm definitely going to get freaked out. Actually, that kind of happened to me once. I had just got this house in Oakland, and I was in the garage back when I used to smoke cigarettes. And I'm in there by myself. I'm just, you know, minding my own business as per usual. And suddenly, I see a shadow of a hand, and I turn really quick, and there's nobody there. They fucking freaked the shit out of me. So, okay, I talked myself into thinking, okay, that maybe I just totally imagined it whatever. And, you know, a couple days later, I go back out there to smoke a cigarette because it's way too fucking cold to go outside to smoke cigarettes. So that time I'm sitting there and that's when I felt the touch on my shoulder and I fucking hella jumped. You know, that feeling where your heart just like stops and like all of your muscles tense up and you get that like ready to beat some ass or run your ass out of Dodge. That was the feeling I got. And after that, I did not go back in that garage to smoke cigarettes. I was like, fuck all that shit. But anyway, back to the staircases. Another story is of a woman who was on these steps who suddenly fell dead. Apparently, the autopsy said she had a brain aneurysm. Well, that's some fucked up look. So what, what could be going on here? I mean, like I said earlier, the most rational, easiest explanation is a house or something used to be there. And maybe the house just deteriorated around the stairs and they stay, you know, stayed up in existence in good condition. Some people say aliens put there, put them. Some people say aliens put them there. Some people say it's portals to another dimension or even to hell. There are those who say that the stairs are used as unholy pulpits for satanic rituals, but all agree that they are located in places that emanate an open energy. In some cases, they may actually be ancient remains of those who have moved their steps on this earth before us. Perhaps they're an echo of what once was and has passed away, leaving little trace of itself. I don't know. I, it is just kind of creepy. Just you're fucking by yourself in the woods and you come upon a staircase. So go check it out. There's all kinds of stories on Reddit. Like I said, of different people and the weird experiences they have. All I can say about that is don't fucking climb the stairs. I don't know why you're not supposed to climb the stairs, but I know you're not supposed to. Okay, so now it's time for just a little update on the Kiana Davis story. So a few weeks ago, I told you about Kiana Davis, who is actually the stepdaughter of the sometimes guest host, Sidekick Ken. Told you all about how she was driving on Highway 80 in Richmond, California, and some crazy motherfucker drove up next to the car and fired a bunch of bullets into the car, striking her and killing her. And I guess the police don't really have any updates, which I'm not surprised about. But 
they know who the person is who actually pulled the trigger. Apparently, that guy was actually aiming for the guy that was driving the car, not Kiana. So, at this point in the game, if you happen to know who this person is, if you happen to be listening yourself, they already know who you are. So it's probably better that you turn yourself in to the CHP office down there or Richmond PD before they retaliate because that's definitely what's going to happen. They're going to come after you and they're not going to stop until you're dead. So, and this isn't me like making threats. That's just the way it happens. And it's going to happen because they know who you are. And how the fuck do you not feel guilty? You've straight up killed a mother that's 24 years old with a five-year-old daughter. All because some pissing contest with the dude that's driving? You kill an innocent-ass young woman with a daughter? What the fuck are you thinking? You need to get your ass to the police, turn yourself in, so that way you actually maybe have a chance to have a life after this, get some sort of redemption going. Because if you fucking die with that shit on your conscience and you haven't told anybody, you haven't apologized for it, I don't know, but that's probably going to take you to the murky depths of the hellfire or some shit like that. So I'm just saying it'd probably be better if you know this person, just let them know. They know who they, who they know who he is and how everything goes out there. They're probably going to retaliate. So just talk them into being a decent person and turning themselves in to the nearest police department. But anyway, they did release the body and uh, they actually had a funeral for her a couple of weeks ago. Apparently her mom has 50% custody with the dad. So now the daughter is staying with grandma half the time and with dad half the time. And the fucking perpetrator, suspect, whatever you want to call him, is still out running around on the streets. This fucking murderer that killed a young ass girl is still out on the streets. So that's kind of the update there. If we get any more information, I'll definitely let you guys know what's going on. If you have any information and you don't want to talk to the cops, you can email me at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or you can go to Instagram and search vanishedinthevalleyathena. The parlor account is actually back up, but it's buggy as fuck. So I don't know. If you try to contact me through there, I might not even get it. I've only been able to make like two posts. And that's it. Nothing else will post. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on with Parlor. So just go to the Gmail, go to the uh, Instagram, contact me that way. Okay, so check this out, guys. The first episode I ever did on Vanish in the Valley was Carly Gousset. And it was just this crazy story of the 17-year-old girl that fucking just seemed to disappear into nothing. Well, check this out. The dad of missing California teen girl has been arrested for corporal injury to a spouse. According to online jail records, Zachary Gousset was arrested on February 11th by deputies with the Mono County Sheriff's Department. He's been charged with felony count of corporal injury to a spouse. They haven't released any other information, but he's already bailed out of jail after posting a $50,000 bond. I have a picture of all of his arrest information and his mugshot. I'll go ahead and post that up online. But I mean, come the fuck on. If this guy's like beating the shit out of his wife, what else is he fucking doing? Makes me kind of suspicious. Crime Online actually spoke to Gusey and his wife, Melissa, in 2018 after Carly, who was 16 at the time, disappeared from the Chalfont Valley home in Mono County. 
According to the cops, Melissa said Carly vanished between 5.45 a.m. and 7.45 a.m. on October 13th, 2018. So it's just a crazy case. There was a lot of social media activity about it. And it was kind of what made me want to start the whole podcast. So I was like, holy shit, there's an update on my first ever case. So I just thought I would share that with you guys. But let me just give you a little bit of background on Carly. It's kind of a strange little situation. So apparently, allegedly, she had been out with her friends and allegedly smoked weed. She told her stepmom this earlier in the evening. The stepmom, Melissa, indicated that Carly acted paranoid and disoriented. But once they arrived back home, she calmed Carly down and even slept with her a little bit in her room to ensure she was okay. Now, that's totally cutting the fat out of the story. The, what, the original story, the way I remember it, is this poor girl was tripping out for hours. She would go from, like, thanking Melissa for picking her up and saving her to thinking that Melissa was about to get her. To me, it sounded like she was having like a really bad acid or mushroom trip because it went on for hours. I'm sorry, you get paranoid from weed and maybe it happens for like an hour, two hours tops, you eat some food and then pass out. It doesn't go on for hours like this. So around 5.30 in the morning, then I guess the next day, Melissa says she woke up and when she looked over, Carly was still there. She was lying next to her, wide awake. Melissa says she then dozed off again for a short period and woke up around 7.15 to find Carly was missing. There was no signs of forced entry to the house, and Zach and Melissa both claim they have no idea where Carly is. The biological mom, Lindsay Fairley, said she has her doubts about their story. Lindsay said the pair changed their timeline and version of events several uh, times. Several times. She goes on to say, I believe my daughter had a reaction to whatever it was that she had ingested the night prior to her disappearance. Carly should have been evaluated by a competent medical professional and law enforcement agency. Should have taken a more proactive approach. Well, that whole law enforcement should have taken a more proactive approach thing kind of annoys me because this fucking chick, instead of going out and searching for her daughter with everybody else, else she fucking takes a three-hour bath. While everyone's out searching, the helicopters are out, the dogs are out, stepmom and the dad are out searching, biological mom takes a three-hour fucking bath. So I don't think she has any room to be pointing fingers at anyone for not searching hard enough. This whole, like, thing, every all these people, this whole family, they appeared on the Dr. Phil show because they were just trying to get some awareness out about Carly's disappearance. Uh, Lindsay goes on to say, Lindsay, who's the biological mom, goes on to say she thinks Carly died in bed while still at home with the stepmom. She says, I believe my daughter had a drug overdose. And she's saying this through tears to Dr. Fucking Phil. And I believe it was because she was asking for help. And I believe very early in the morning, Melissa saw her with her eyes open. And I think that's when my doctor, that's when my daughter passed away. Now, what she's kind of getting at with the whole medical treatment Carly had asked them to bring her to the hospital, but stepmom and the dad refused and didn't take her to the hospital. So that's kind of been a bone of contention with a lot of people that have checked into this case, social media, and the biological mom. So here we are now, what, like three years later? Mono County sheriffs are saying we're no closer to finding Carly. Should this develop into a crime, we do not want our investigation to be jeopardized in any way. 
Therefore, we will not release any information about what investigative actions have taken place. So if anybody out there has any information on Carly, actually, hold on, cut that part. Carly at this point didn't have her cell phone or any personal belongings when she disappeared. I'll put a picture of her up so you can see what she looks like. But she's about five seven tall, five foot seven tall, weighs about 110 pounds, has light brown hair and blue eyes. If you have any information on Carly's whereabouts, please contact the Mono County Sheriff's Office at area code 760-932-7549. Hit option seven. You could also contact the National Center for Missing and Endangered Children at 1-800-843-5678. So I would say if you want more information on the case, go back to that first episode and check it out. But those first few episodes were rough. <laughs> Let me tell you, the production really sucked. We had no idea what we were doing. We've come a long way since that first day of Vanished in the Valley. But if you go online, you can find Carly's story like literally everywhere. You can go watch that Dr. Phil episode, get caught up. It's a really strange case. And I'm not sure exactly what happened. I think it's definitely possible she had a drug overdose that night. It's also possible that somebody snatched her up because there's two witnesses that say they saw her at different points on the road by her house that morning. So we don't really know. But contact the sheriffs if you have any information on the Carly Gousset case. So before we get out of here, I did have one more little side note on the Gav man, Gavin Newsom himself. So on the whole recall effort, if you guys have not signed it, please go do it. If you're not a registered voter, go register. It's super easy. You can register online. Then go to recallgavin2020.com. Print out a petition, fill it out, sign it, and mail it in. We've only got until March 10th to get all these signatures in, but we are at 1.925 million signatures, and we only needed 1.5 million to actually get the recall going. But check this little curveball out. This asshole is basically implementing the strictest signature verification methods that the United States has ever seen in any voting process. It's going to be stricter than the presidential election. So that seems kind of fucking wanky to me, but that's what's happening. So we want to get it up to 2 million just to be safe because their whole strategy is to basically disqualify signatures. So go to recallgavin2020.com, print out the paper, fill it out, mail it in. You can't actually do this online, like fill it out online and send it. You have to do it old school style, do it by mail, and mail it in that way. That's how you got to do it to get it to count. And it's got to be mailed by the 10th because all these signatures have to be there by the 15th of March. And one more thing about the Gav man. Last year, he had this like secretive, mysterious billion dollar deal with China to get some masks for us here in the United States. And he was super secretive about it. He didn't want to release any data about it. The Chinese company never ended up shipping the amount of masks that were ordered. So I guess we're owed a refund at this point. That hasn't happened. No news agencies are talking about it. If you go online and look, the last fucking news story about it was back in June of 2020. So I guess nobody fucking cares where $225 million is right now. 
I mean, obviously, we can go piss away a million dollars on a car. So what the fuck is $225 million? Uh, and what's up with this fucking ridiculous-ass stimulus bill that he's giving out? He's giving out, what, $600 to illegal immigrants and people that have a family of four that are making under $20,000 a year. So basically, the middle class is paying for this. I mean, why doesn't he fucking... I'm not even going to get started. You're going to stop on the Gavin rant. I could go on for hours about this asshole. Um, another thing before I run away, any libertarians in the San Francisco Bay Area, there is going to be a libertarian meetup on March 13th, which is a Saturday. If you want to like attend, it's going to be on meetup. It's not on Zoom. It's going to be on meetup. If you would like to attend that, send me an email or DM me on uh, Instagram and I can get you a link and you got to go register and you can come check it out and see what the Libertarian Party is all about. So I think that's about it. Uh, before I run away, I do have to thank our listeners. Right now, Denver, Colorado is in the number one spot, followed by San Jose. Hey, what's up, San Jose? You guys coming up out of nowhere. And my favorite little city in the fucking northern woods, Redding. Hey, guys, what's going on up there? LA, you're up in the mix. Las Vegas. What's up, Oakland? I see you, too. Just thank you guys for the downloads. Come say what's up on Instagram at Vanished in the Valley Athena or send me an email at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. As I always tell you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. If you would like to become a producer and support Vanished in the Valley, you can go to Cash App and search for Vanished Athena or you can go to the episode description, scroll down, and look for a link that says Support Acast Vanished in the Valley. Click that link and it'll bring you to a page where you can show us some love. Are you lost?